Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the cats, right here in Lexington. Kyle Tucker is still MIA. He's fine, guys. He'll be back on the next edition of the show. But this edition of the show, which is brought to you by La Rosa's, we got an upgrade. Thank you. I like that. <laughs> we have TJ Beisner of CoachCal.com. Uh, we're going to be talking about Kentucky's win over South Carolina. And then some cool moments after the game that happened with the team. Uh, TJ, of course, is the host of which 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 program should I introduce first? The TV show or the podcast? Which which are you uh, most? Let's proud? do the podcast because Joel will get mad at me if we if we do it in the other order. Okay, so uh, I'm always going to get them backwards. It's behind <laughs> it, It's behind <laughs> Kentucky basketball yes, yeah. is the podcast, mm-hmm. and this is Kentucky basketball right. as a TV show, which is is somewhat confusing because they are both Kentucky basketball. <laughs> so technically, it's this. But they both take you behind the scenes. Yeah, I get those mixed up. Every outro on our podcast for the last probably three weeks since I've been doing the TV show has been re-recorded and dropped in there because I mess it up and Joel laughs at me and leaves the office. Yeah, that uh, hey, that took a little bit of time as someone who just started a new podcast with the same partner. Um, calling back to the old one a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, there were a couple edits. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's let's jump in and, and start talking about the game real quick. Calipari said before the game, actually on his teleconference, and Joel Justice mentioned it as well, that this was going to be a physical game. South Carolina was going to try to muck it up, and they did make it kind of ugly in spurts, but Kentucky was over to co- able to overcome all that. And Frank Martin said in the post game that they were just a more physical team, and the big guys really played well. Yeah, I, th- I think this is a game that <clears> – <throat> You know, a couple weeks ago, maybe more than that, three, four weeks ago, would have been a problem for this team. Just the nature of it, you know, the, the way South Carolina plays, like you said, they're going to be physical, get the score a little lower to make it fewer possessions and really battle you out. And, and you know, it's weird to say Kentucky, but also I'm supposed to say our team and we, which is a non-media thing, but like working <laughs> around the team. In practice, we've seen the team adjust to the physicality and really mature and grow and it's translated to the game so I think playing that team today is why was it 28 points the final score it's because this team this Kentucky team has really matured and not just those front court guys Reed PJ and EJ was great tonight Nick had uh, you know a few moments where he was really productive two of two from the field Um, but also the backcourt this is just a tough team and when you play teams like South Carolina and you're going to play teams on down the line that play a similar style and, and, and certainly teams that have a lot of talent, the ability to adjust and adapt and, and throw the punches back, as Cal says, is a really important part of being a great team. And so you look at the score and you look at South Carolina's record on the season, and this might be something where you're you know, talking about this is a big game for the team, but I thought it was another growing point and another message if to no one else than themselves that they can play a certain style and they can succeed when it gets like that. Yeah, and Cal's mentioned that a ton this season about how in the SEC you're playing a different style every night, and mm-hmm. this was this was obviously one of the more physical teams. You you sit down where next to Tom and and Mike Pratt in the broadcast. How physical was it from from your <laughs> view down there? It it was, and and you know. It, there were a lot of fouls. I'm sure people sitting at home saying that wasn't a foul, that wasn't a foul. And, and of course, that happens over the course of the game. But there was a lot of physicality that they let go. There were some moments where, you know, they were ticky-tack. I mean, overall, the body's banging inside. I mean, Reed Travis is so strong. And this is a, you know, a conversation we've had a lot of times that is he getting the benefit of the doubt sometimes? 
you know, should yeah. he be getting the benefit of the yeah. doubt? It's just he's so big. Well, you know, guys are hitting his arms, and he, he's not getting to the free throw line, not for lack of effort. And, and I think tonight was a game where he again progressed in that area, seven of eight from the free throw line. But this is a team that embraced that physicality in South Carolina, embraced it. There was no backing down. I mean, even when it got up 20 points, it was – some talking as well, but it was a very uh, contested game. And Frank Martin, second half, was just kind of sitting there. Yeah. Once it got to the point, the, the back half of the second half, just kind of zoned out, trying to let him go. and try. I think he even tried to do that. It looked like the post-game handshake with about 20 seconds on the clock with Cal. Yeah, I saw uh, that I, I come down a little bit early to get set up for post-game interviews, and they had the TV on, and uh, Tom Hart was doing the interview with Cal, and they Hart asked him about that interaction. And I guess Martin, to your point, was trying to say, let's just get this game over <laughs> yeah. with. I'm ready to, to get on home. And, and real quick about Frank Martin. Uh, and you've interacted with him some through yeah. the years. Everybody's like, oh, I'm so scared of Frank Martin. He makes these crazy faces, and he does make crazy yeah. faces on the bench, as does John Calabari. But when you get him in, like, situations, he's awesome with Super the media. Nice guy. Yeah. Uh, and, like, my favorite, when you go to SEC Basketball Media Gaze, he's the f- the best the best interview. Yeah. He gets, he's just so insightful and, and, like, takes a holistic view to basketball, I he think, does. a lot more than, than most coaches. I, c- I couldn't play for him. I'm too mentally soft for that. I couldn't <laughs> yes. play for him. But I, li- I like – being around him, and, and you probably remember this. I think it was his first year at South Carolina. They came here, and, and I don't remember which version of, of Cal's teams it was, but it was a team that really ran him into the ground. And after about five minutes into the game, Frank Martin just sat in the chair yeah. and didn't really do much. And it was asked in the post game, said, Coach, well, you know, the media thought this animated, loud coach was coming. They said, you know, Coach Martin, you didn't really seem too animated at the game. He goes, oh, I realized about five minutes in my team didn't want to be here, so I decided I didn't want to be here either, and we just finished it out, which is one of the best quotes I've ever heard in a post-game press conference here. He, he said something similar tonight because he was talking at the end of the press conference where he said, uh, you know, they were, we just weren't prepared for this game. And then he, he was about to wrap up, but he goes, but wait, I wanted to make it clear. I prepared them for the game. <laughs> they were prepared for the game. It wasn't coaching. And then he, like, walked off, which you got – I mean, like, you know, there's, there's portions of that where I could understand people kind of taking it the wrong way. Right. But, I, I mean, the players would, would most likely agree if you had them in some, on some true serum. Yeah. Um, real quick – you're talking about Travis and kind of getting fouled. Uh, I did enjoy this tweet during the game. His brother Jonah, is that how you say yeah. that? Said, I'll say it again. These long SEC bigs are getting rewarded every game for flopping. I don't know how the refs fall for it. Because I had a similar tweet and I said, Reed Travis gets punished for being strong nearly every game. That, where a guy- that, yeah, that's the truth. And if you look at Reed's arms, they have claw marks up and down them scratches up and down them and and you know to his credit he's gone through these battles for four years now and he knows how it how it goes at this level he gets right back in there and and it can sometimes look like not finishing at the rim and sometimes that's the case sometimes he's just getting beat up and not getting the call i I think that's a good way of phrasing it it looks at times like he's being punished for being too strong (laughs) too big (laughs) yeah because i mean and that's the thing and I, i often say this and you sound silly when you say something like this, but sometimes it would happen to me with EJ Montgomery when he did a pregame interview a couple weeks ago. He's standing there and you're like, holy moly, he is tall. Yeah. With Reed, it's a situation where you're just like, oh my gosh, he is huge, like yeah. built. And that's compared to like PJ and EJ. And that's not a knock on either PJ or no, EJ. No, and that's, that's so, I mean, Reed's lost 30 pounds since he got here. The first day, I saw him, he came on his visit with his family, and, and so, you know, met him and met them then. But 
I want to say it was less than a week or maybe a week later, he was on campus and um, he came into the gym. Now I've seen Keldon and PJ, PJ wasn't practicing at the time, but it was in practice stuff. Keldon was pushing people around. Nick had gained some weight. And I was like, these guys are pretty big. Like, I mean, society wise, these are some big dudes, you know, like comparatively speaking, some of them are bigger than those, but these are big dudes. Reed walked into the gym and stood next to PJ, and I just thought, oh, my God, that's, that's the biggest man, the widest man that I've ever seen. Like, he, he was just big and strong, and um, he always lost 30 pounds, and he's still that imposing, and that's part of his, his evolution. But it's funny you say that because when I saw him next to PJ, I had the same thought, and I was like, oh, man, is that – like, that's – I've seen plenty of NBA guys come through here. Yeah. I, like, he's huge. Yeah, he is unbelievable. Um, and what we, were, we were talking about a couple podcasts ago, I think it was something to the effect of about maybe Reed Travis's shot or, or, um, or something like that. And, and Kyle said something about mus- muscle memory, and I said, and, and Reed's got a lot of muscle memory. <laughs> um, coming up next, we'll talk about the other big guy who deserves a ton of the attention, EJ Montgomery. Um, but first, I do want to tell you guys real quick about La Rosa's, which is coming to Lexington right across the street from Skyline Chili on Richmond Road in May. La Rosa's is a Cincinnati thing, just like Skyline. It was started by a guy named Buddy La Rosa, who talked three of his friends into throwing a few hundred bucks apiece in to open their first pizzeria in Cincinnati's West End in 1954. Roses now has 64 pizzerias, the nearest of which is up I-75 from Lexington and Dry Ridge. As good as La Rosa's Pizza is, the other thing that makes La Rosa's different is they have a menu that just goes on forever, over 40 selections, and all those things are available for pickup or delivery, or you can even dine in in their awesome dining room. You can check out all those selections at your local La Rosa's and be on the lookout for the La Rosa's coming to Lexington. If you need some more information, check out LaRosa's.com. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. EJ Montgomery, uh, Cal said in the post game that he's close uh, to becoming what he wants him, and it's it it makes it such an easy storyline. And I thank you, EJ, for doing this. He had a good couple moments in Florida, and then it seems like he turned it all the way up tonight against South Carolina. When when you see EJ in practice, even going back to those pre Bahamas practices, and I know he what did he play? He only played one game down there, and mm-hmm. really didn't play that much because his back. He just is one of those guys that makes you say, wow, when you see him. Because he's, like you said, really long, really tall, and gifted. I mean, he's just skilled for his size. And so when you see him in practice, the things he can do, they tease you. And and it's not consistent. And, and he would say that, that as part of the growth is being more consistent there. And then translating into the games. And I think everybody has seen flashes. They've seen instances where wow that's a good two or three minutes to me I've, I've always thought EJ to this point was a guy that kind of needs a minute or two in the game to get in the flow for whatever reason the other guys you can throw them in there and they go but EJ always needed to find that flow and sometimes he wouldn't get there because he'd make a mistake and they'd, they'd get a foul and they'd take him out and tonight 20 very productive minutes 11 and 13 is that what it was mm-hmm. 11 points 13 rebounds active defensively had two blocks he was an impact guy, and Cal, sometimes he, you know, Nick what, had 11 minutes, I think. They're, they're playing four bigs, but really the quest is to find the third big, and that's what he's talked about a lot in the media. He's talked about in practice, who's going to be our third big? Who's going to go out there and take it? And when this team is at its best, I think that can be a different guy every night. It can be Nick one night. It can be EJ because they're different players. And so to see him take that growth, knowing what his potential is, if you see him – 
the things he can do in workouts. And, um, and I'm sure – I haven't seen any of his high school footage. I haven't gone, but I'm sure you can see it there because he's more in, in space and the things he can do. He's so gifted. His ceiling is so high. But there are things he has to work on. He took a big step forward tonight. And like you said, off of Florida, these are the things that – what was Cal saying? If you demonstrated performance, that's – once you demonstrate it and you believe it, you understand the process, it continues, is the hope. And now, um, you know, as you head into three ranked teams, which had never been done in the Calipari era as of two weeks ago, is now happening yeah. for the second time <laughs> this season, you know, you're going to need him a lot. You're going to need all these guys, but especially for him to take a step forward. And he hit that three late in the game. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was, and he got a Gatorade bath from his teammates yeah. afterwards. They dumped the, the, uh, the water, and, um, and, and that was sort of a testament to. So, you know, they always have a player go out to uh, to Mike, I always say Mike Leach, Mike Pratt and Tom Leach of the UK Sports Network. And EJ was out there and uh, players were out on the court doing, doing a little thing we'll talk about. They went over and they dumped their water and Gatorade on him and celebrating. And that's what's neat about this team. You hear every year it's a close group and, and, and more often than not it is. But this team, I'm telling you, being around them every single day, they are the best kids. They really, really like each other. It is so much fun. And little moments like that, I think, is when you, the fans get to see a glimpse of it because a lot of it's happening behind closed doors. But um, happy for EJ. Everybody is happy for EJ. Cal was happy for Nick tonight. Yeah, was, it's, it's a real celebration of success when, when you win a game like this and everybody finds a way to contribute. Yeah, he was loving life. I think um, Rupp Arena cheers tonight. One, chicken biscuits, as always. That's, that's the greatest and, thing going. <laughs> and then two, it was a Nick Richards jump hook, which, yeah. I mean, everybody in the stands, because that's the great thing about Kentucky fans is they understand things like that. Like yeah. they, when yeah. it goes to the post, and that's how Frank Martin started off his press conference. He complimented, he said it was always great to coach in this building. It's great to be around Kentucky fans who know the game, yeah. and, and and that's just kind of evident, like proves his point there, because everyone was so pumped to yeah. Nick Richards to hit that shot. And, and and Cal, when when Nick makes a play, and it was that one, he encourages him. And, and Nick, we forget, and, and I think even the coaches forget, and they're around him a lot more, that Nick hasn't played basketball for a long time. He's still learning. Um, he might know the right thing to do. But he doesn't know how to do it consistently and every time. And your body, like you said, you go into, okay, this is what I, I'd normally do. Well, that's not. It's breaking the habit, as Cal talks about. Nick is getting there. And when he has success, Cal is yelling and cheering, Nick, good job. <laughs> and when, and by the way, sometimes it looks like photos and galleries afterwards, like he's screaming and yelling when he's just <laughs> cheering for him. <laughs> and then when, when Nick is making a mistake, Cal is positive, Nick, good job. He's trying to reinforce it because he's close. And I think mm -hmm. you see those moments where he's in the gym working all the time, and when he goes out there and hits that jump hook, he takes it with confidence, knocks it down. Those are those moments when you're like, Nick, it's paying off. More of that. More of that run the floor. Get up and down because if you're running rim to rim, good things will happen, whether it's a block shot, a put back, just getting position and tipping a ball to a teammate. Good things happen when you do that. But understanding big guys have to do that, maybe more than anybody, get to rim to rim, that's an evolution. And that's kind of where they are with Nick right now. And so every time that ball went up and if South Carolina grabbed it and they're about to push it, he's yelling, go, Nick, go, go. And did it to EJ too, flying down the floor. And when they have active bigs, whoever it may be, Nick or EJ, the team becomes better because you can – get to the rim offensively, you can protect the rim defensively. And both of those guys showed it tonight, and Cal was 
what is it, over the moon or through the moon, whatever the phrase is, he was really happy well, for them. I know the saying is, you know, shoot from the moon. If you miss, you'll land in the stars. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sounds like that was your Facebook status that was, uh, at some that point. Was, that was my quote in my high school yearbook. Was no. it really? No, it wasn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you had your full throw. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, uh, one question, and then we'll get to that cool moment you talked about after the game. With, with P.J. Washington, obviously he's been on a great run recently, four or five games, scoring 20 points or more. And um, I asked him before this game, he was available to the media, and he, a lot of the coaching staff had been talking about him winning sprints. Mm-hmm. Kenny Payne described him as an Olympic runner. You get to see some practice. When did that like start happening? You know what I mean? And, yeah. and is it, how much did it correlate with what's going on on the court? Well, it's been since PJ got healthy. I mean, going back to the summer now, you know, sometimes those things take a while to to manifest themselves in your performance. Kenny crushes those guys. Like, I'm telling you, I've heard about it for years working in the media. Seeing it up close, he goes after them, and they stop, and he stays on them. There's a reason those guys come into interviews like, Kenny's crazy. It's because he doesn't accept (laughs) any laziness. He doesn't accept any cutting corners. Uh, literally cutting corners because some of the running, if he sees you stepping <laughs> over the corner, it's an issue. Um, but PJ has really committed himself to that. And, and, you know, I don't know what it was like his freshman year. Obviously, I wasn't around. I, I was not uh, working with the team then. I was in the media. But to see his commitment to it this season, you're starting to see it pay off. I mean, he's not just performing, you know, able to play a lot of minutes, uh, running rim to rim. And obviously, his skill set is improved. He's knocking down threes. But He's a leader, and it's easier to be a leader when you can challenge people and they look at you and say, this dude, good, sure, but works just as hard, if not harder, than me. And that might have been the case for P.J. last year. I'm not trying to insinuate it wasn't, but Mm -hmm. I know for certain this year, P.J., if not the guy, he's in that group of, I can challenge you because I'm putting in the work, that I'm the one staying after practice. I am conditioning. I'm getting my body to a point to where I can be the best version of me and I can help the team. And I think that helps him challenge guys over the last couple of games. And I think P.J., uh, I'd have to go back and really look at the numbers, but his second-half performances have been pretty good in the last couple yeah. of games. Well, yeah, I mean, Florida, I know, he started off slow and then had an unbelievable second half. Yeah. And this tonight, I think, was something pretty similar. Yeah, and I think it, there's been probably more often than not, first couple of minutes, P.J. is running the sets, you know, getting in his spot, you know, running what, what, what Cal wants him doing. And then later in the game, is a little more, you know, aggressive. That was one of the things tonight Cal was saying, go to the drive to the basket at PJ and Ashton, drive to the basket, drive to the basket. He's got a feel for the game. You know, we're, what, 21, 22 games into the season at this point. He understands his role within the team, um, which gives you more confidence and, and is playing at a high level. And his teammates believe in him. So I think that's been a big part of, of, the way he, you know, not just him getting better, but in the last couple of games, how he's gotten so much better. Um, and not to ramble, sorry, I just thought at halftime, he had one rebound at halftime. 11 points, one rebound. Halftime talk. Cal's going through and they're talking, hey, this and that. And he said, how many rebounds does PJ have? And, and I think it was Kenny. Or, you know, one. He goes, one. One rebound, PJ. You have one rebound. That's not going to get it done. Not in this game. That's not going to get it done. And he came out and you saw him battling and being really physical inside and at least, you know, trying to create space. And I think it helped 
put together that run for the team. Yeah, he had he, he had four second half rebounds, so that was that yeah. was much more in line. But do you have it, any tips that other people got credit uh, for? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Well, we'll have the, <laughs> the box score they is probably gonna the, the box, box score, score will probably change. But EJ Montgomery was being super selfish tonight, just grabbing all the rebounds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, coming up next, we are going to talk about that cool moment after the game that the players got to do. The Locked On Podcast Network is going live with an NBA trade deadline special Thursday at 1.30 Eastern, live on YouTube on the Locked On Fantasy Basketball channel, hosted by David Locke and fantasy expert Josh Lloyd, plus all the local experts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We will break down all the deals, give the fantasies perspective, and have the local angles. It starts Thursday, 1.30 Eastern, 90 minutes before the trade deadline, on YouTube at the Locked On Fantasy Basketball channel. Find out where Anthony Davis might go. You are Locked On Kentucky. Your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So we were we had to wait. I'm going to be complaining as a media member here. We had to wait a little bit longer than normal tonight for player interviews because the players went back out onto the floor to meet with some special visitors for tonight's game. Yeah, the uh, the Special Olympics of Kentucky, um, the Polar Plunge is coming up on Saturday, and so. Uh, this is something that I don't know if people know a lot about. There's a student athletic council at UK, and basketball players have always been very involved in that under John Calipari. It might have been the case before, but I just know in the Calipari era. Uh, Johnny David, very active in that. Their charity that they work with is Special Olympics. And so Johnny had shot a commercial earlier this week asking people to donate to the Polar Plunge. Uh, Mark Stoops is supporting it. He made a donation to it. And tonight um, – say Johnny, but it was the the, the SAC Student Athletic Council hosted, I want to say about 30 to 40. I, well, um, I was talking to Mark Berger, who you know is yeah, the, yeah. the host of the Sunday morning show and his regular full-time jobs with Special Olympics. He said they had over 100, but that okay, includes yeah. the families. Then and, that uh, makes yeah, sense yeah. because it was a big crowd. Yeah. They, well, they said 30 to 40 was their guest the other day. That was a big crowd <laughs> down on the court when I got down there. Uh, so they, they were here for the game tonight and afterward came down on the court um, the players came back out in their uniforms and got to interact, and um, they took pictures together. And so it, it was it was a really cool experience and um, got to talk to Johnny about it this week a little bit and, and talk to him tonight. I know that's something that is really important to him, and that's something Cal talks about, using your platform to, to uh, positively affect people's lives. And uh, he's really excited about the Polar Plunge and excited to be a part of, uh, you know, supporting the Special Olympics. So, uh, good, good for Johnny. Good night for everybody. It was great to have uh, all the athletes here tonight. And so, um, we'll have some video coming up in the. Uh this is Kentucky basketball TV show. I had to pause it. <laughs> I was getting tongue-tied. It's getting late. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and also I asked uh, the players about the experience that were made available, Jamal Baker, P.J. Washington, and E.J. Montgomery. So I'll have some cut-ups on that on my timeline as well. So you can check that and also have the interviews with Frank Martin, John Calipari, and the players in their entirety. Just check at Curtis Birch. B-U-R-C-H. So, brag, brag, uh, brag, brag, brag. Yeah, I had to get that in there. Got to plug, 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 plug. You know how this business works, <laughs> Oh, I know works, how it TJ. goes, yeah. Speaking of plugs, we'll wrap and let you share where everybody can hear your podcast and watch your guys' show. Yeah, uh, so the podcast is Behind Kentucky Basketball. It is myself and Joel Justice, assistant coach. And uh, so this past week we had Ashton Hagens on the podcast. Tyler Hero is going to be our guest this week. Ooh. Apparently this is like the upset of the century. The players want to do this. Like they're wow. lining up and trying to book like weeks they can do it. So that's the upset of the century. Um, that's available, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Behind Kentucky Basketball. And then 
TV show, This is Kentucky Basketball, airs throughout the state on Sundays. WKYT in Lexington, 11.30 Sunday morning um, in Louisville, I think, in the evening. And then Mondays, 5.30 p.m. on Fox Sports South. Regionally available is what I've been told. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, I, if you have Fox Sports <laughs> South, I believe it should be available at 5.30. Be sure to be checking all those out. And then um, are those posted on CoachCal.com? Yes, as well? they are. Good. Curtis, my man, picking me um, up there. CoachCal.com and UKAthletics.com as well. There we go. He is TJ Beisner. Um, I guess you can still plug your own Twitter, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's very boring. Now that I'm in this role, although I've tweeted more this week than I have in like six months, it's usually just posts about my kids. But I'm so excited about basketball. I can't stop myself sometimes. And then yeah. I sit there and I'm like, oh, man, I wish I hadn't done that because somebody's going to say something to me about it. So um, it's at TJ Beisner, but it's really not that interesting. You follow uh, UK Sports Network or CoachCal.com. On all social media. All right. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thanks to LaRosas for sponsoring this edition of the show. Thanks to Kyle Tucker for not showing up and letting us talk to TJ. You can follow him at Kyle Tucker underscore ATH and read his work on The Athletic. He, speaking of Tyler Hero, he just had a long piece on him coming out. We're going to talk to Tyler or uh, talk to Kyle tomorrow, as I mentioned, and we'll get up to date on all that. Follow me at Curtis Birch, B U R C H. All my interviews are also posted on BigBlueInsider.com. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and thank you so much for listening. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Hosted by David Locke and fantasy expert Josh Lloyd, plus all the local expert on the ox- expert. The Locked On Podcast Network is going live with an NBA trade. The Locked On Podcast Network is going live with an NBA trade. I can't say trade. My tongue is bad. <laughs>